you ain't first, you're last. Football podcast, a podcast dedicated to our league. If you're not first, you're last. Week six is in the books. League Commissioner Alan Byrne here, alongside as always, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's shaking? Well, Al, how's things this week? Another great week of games inside fancy football and outside fancy football. Absolutely, absolutely. Lots going on on the field and off the field, as always. Um, some big news this week, of course. Uh, we touched on it uh, on last week's podcast. Le'Veon Bell uh, joined the Kansas City Chiefs. Couldn't play in his first game. Looks ready to rock this week. Uh, Going to have some fancy implications for the owners of both uh, Bell and Hilaire. Yeah, for sure. Um, couldn't play last week due to the COVID regulations or whatever. Um, so he'll be featuring for the first time this week. Probably going to take him a couple of weeks to really uh, settle in a bit, but definitely going to take away from the Hilaire touches. Yeah, yeah, probably more so on the pass catching. You, you would imagine they're still going to use Hilaire. Hilaire is most scrimmage yards, I think, in the league so far. You know, he's, he's getting it done, uh, but probably going to use him as a first, second down back. But uh, but Bell could take that third down and, and vitally the goal line stuff, perhaps. Yeah. Potentially, yeah, uh, all that red zone stuff could go to uh, could go Bell's way, which uh, is definitely that's gonna hurt Hilaire even more. Yeah, absolutely. Other big news: Tua Tagliarova got his first uh, first taste of NFL action and uh, since been named starter. What do you know? Yeah, he's gonna be starting after their bye week. Their bye week's coming up here now in week seven. It's the correct decision. Um. Seems to be, I think they've come out and said now that that was their plan all along was to play him coming out of the bye week. People seem up in arms about it, and I don't know why. Um, I think uh, you're a fan. Be, you're a fan of the decision. You're a fan of Tua. Yeah, big time. I'm. I want to see what Tua's got. He, uh, outside of his injury, would could potentially have been the number one pick. He was the number one pick before the start of last year's college season, touted as the number one pick. Then he got injured and. Obviously, Burrow did what he did, but um, I think people just got a little overexcited with uh, Fitzmagic there, talking about them winning the division and all, but they didn't really beat anyone. They beat a hobbled Niners team, where uh, Jimmy Garoppolo looked like he was trying to learn how to walk again, and then after that, they beat Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, Jets, but who hasn't beaten the Jets? So... I think people need to uh, pump the brakes a small bit on the Fitzmagic beard and come back to the real world. This is still a rebuilding team and they need to see what they have in Tua. They need to give him as much play time as possible before next season. True. Uh, some, ne- some news uh, in our own league. Some trades were done over the past week. Uh, involving myself mainly. Um, right before kickoff on Sunday evening. The unnecessary roughness traded away Gardner Minshew and DeAndre Swift to shake and bake for Jarvis Landry and Joe Burrow. Uh, DeAndre Swift we'll talk about a little later on then bust out in a big way. 
and uh, in uh, the last couple of days I also traded away Chris Godwin and Dalton Schultz for Dallas, Dallas Goddard and Debo Samuel so we'll see how that's gonna shake out this week there are some other uh, trade irons in the fire so we'll see what happens between now and kickoff yeah uh, hopefully uh, plenty of trade talks going on behind the scenes uh, I mean some myself so yeah. let's see how it goes yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, may as well kind of shake it up, you know. Try and separate ourselves from the pack, or you know, yeah. Try to keep in the keep in the playoff hunt. That's what it's all about, right? Alrighty, that's it. That's it. So week six is done. It was another exciting fantasy week, and it is resigned now to the history books. In our game of the week, we saw back and forth doozy between Easy Company One Hundred and One and the Batship. Draft Merchants. Easy Company 101 had nice scoring days from Kelsey, Burton, Newton, Diggs and Foles. But this was responded stride for stride by batshit draft merchants in Keenan Cole, Gaskin, Kittle, Mahomes and the Steelers D all coming through on Sunday. So it was all on the line we headed to Monday night's game. Batshit draft merchants had a 14.82 point cushion with Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup yet to play. On the flip side, Easy Company had Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper yet to play. The Cowboys got blown out, and it seemed batshit draft merchants were easing to the W. But Amari Cooper came through late with a number of catches and an all-important touchdown in garbage time to snatch the victory from the jaws of defeat for Easy Company 101 by just 1.78 points. Easy Company navigate that week six we talked about earlier in the season to improve to a joint league topping four and two. Batshit draft merchants evens at three and three. Owen. Oh yeah, this was definitely a nail biter. You would have been. I would have been getting sick if I was green here. The batshit draft merchants. <laughs> oh, they were so unlucky. But I mean, they were they were definitely let down by the receiving core for sure. Um, it was really their defense that kept them in this. Uh, whereas, yeah, uh, Easy Company scored pretty well across the board outside of maybe Cream Hunt, but we all know that the Browns got absolutely destroyed by Pittsburgh. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, for the draft merchants, yeah, Cooper Cup, Michael Gallup, four points apiece. Just not good enough, you know, Todd Gurley didn't break 10. Yeah, just uh, Steelers D obviously coming up with almost 30. Uh, tried to counterbalance that, but uh, oh yeah, nail batter to the finish. Yeah. Garbage time. Yeah, garbage time. That's where all the points, that's where you get your points. I love the garbage, man. You do, that's it, that's it. Well, our blowout of the week was delivered to league toppers Cleveland Steamers by the upstart Dakless in the future. The Ravens D, Kyler Murray, Fitzmagic and a weak topping breakout from King Henry put Dakless in the future on their way to a league topping weekly score. This all achieved by having a season first two players registering goose eggs in the same game. Both Hardman and Sample only receiving one target apiece, and they didn't catch him. Despite Ronald Jones and P. River both eclipsing the 20-point mark, 
Cleveland Steamers had a goose egg of their own from Mike Kosicki. Followed by mediocre games from Big Ben, Sanders, Chark and others left the league toppers in trouble and underway to the second loss of the season. A two-game win streak sees Dakless in the future up to joint top 4-2 and two, alongside Cleveland Steamers also on 4-2. and two. Bad week, on. Yeah, bad week. Uh, very mundane games from all my wide receivers. I mean, double digits just isn't enough if guys aren't eclipsing the 20-point mark. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to stay in games. Plus, when you are playing against Derrick Henry, the week he goes off for 260-plus yards and two touchdowns, you know, you, your chances get cut down. You don't want to be on the receiving end of that, no, yeah. no. That's, that's not the week you want to play the Derrick Henry owner. But, no, fair play to No, no. Fair play. Um, I was beaten by the better team this week, and we'll see him again sometime. That's it. On to week it. seven. No doubt you're, uh, yeah, you'll, uh, your, your pads may cross yet this season. Uh, yep. And he also had Brandon Cooks, Adam Humphreys, Rob Gronkowski all getting 18 plus points each on the bench as well. So he was spoiled for choices this week and uh, yeah. took the easy win. Yeah. Well, like I said, when, when you have one player scoring, you know, 25 Almost twenty five percent of your total score. It's you know, it makes it a, a little easier yeah, to get the W. It's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. <laughs> All right, game three. So the unhappy Galladies finally snapped their five game losing streak to register a W over Shaken Bake. Unhappy Galladies came out with twenty plus point outings for Cousins, Clyde Edwards Alaire, and Maddie Ice to set the stage for the upset. With five players failing to hit the 10-point mark, however, the game was there for the taking for Shake and Bake. But take it, they could not. A Sunday evening game-time game, game time trade for DeAndre Swift looked like it was going to pay dividends immediately, but Swift would be the only player to get over the 20-point mark for Shake and Bake. Three players failed to hit 10 points, while the Packers' D registered a season's first Minus score. Unhappy Galladay's finally out of the blocks and one and five. Shake and Bake's inconsistency leaves him at two and four. What do you think? Yeah, funny to see that one minus score is his beloved Packers defense getting uh, getting crushed there by Tampa Bay. Um, this kind of <laughs> was definitely a story. Um. It was Keane had a choice here between do you go with Wentz against Baltimore or Bridgewater against the Bears? Two real tough matchups for their respective quarterbacks and simply just made the wrong choice in this scenario and that cost him the game. Also interesting to note yeah. interesting to note that last week he was bragging about his lovely Darren Fells pickup. Uh, which turned out well for him last week and still managed to decide to bench him this week and he, riding the bench, picked up 20 and a half points. Which also would have provided a win. Yeah, so it's maybe the it's the manager room that needs uh, adjusting uh, rather than the actual roster. Ooh. Ooh. But you have your, you'll, have your, you'll have your chance to shut me up this week, Keane. There you go. There you go. 
Alrighty, game four sold a lowest scoring game of the week as Sundays are for the Boyds took on Remember the Tight Ends. Sundays are for the Boyds had Deshaun Watson finally break out with a 32 point haul. But only James Conner would eclipse 15 points with all other nine spots ranging between 2.9 points at worst to 13.32 at best. However, it was still enough to get it done with only their opponents and Shake and Bake having a lower score league-wide. A pitiful response from Remember the Tight End saw only Lamar Jackson get over 20 points. Madison, Juju, Andrews and Tanyan combined for just 16.2 points and led Remember the Tight Ends to a week-lowest score of 129.02. Woof. All this while he finally dropped a poor Kenyan Drake the week he finally breaks out. Ouch. <laughs> Sundays are for the boys. Move tight top on four and two. Remember the tight ends with it all to do at two and four. Own. Yeah, uh, remember the tight ends definitely uh, slipped up there with the Kenyon Drake finally getting his breakout week. Uh, another story here is in week five he saw... Will Fuller and Defante Parker starting for him, accumulating 28.8 points. And coming into week 6, decided to bench not one but both of those players, which cost him the win as they accumulated over 30 points and he brought in Crowder and Juju for less than 15 points. Again, it's managerial decisions here. Definitely, definitely costing Quinny this week. Uh, so, yeah, solid scoring yeah. across the board, really, for, for Ben. Um, Philip Lindsay didn't do a huge pile, but uh, he's still their backup. So, you, like, it's just kind of a spot start in an injury spot. It's not a long-term uh, prospect, yeah. you know? I think, uh, think Quinny's... Uh, decision on Drake came down to having Alexander Madison sitting there been the replacement for Dalvin Cook and the issue there is that Madison had a stinker when you really thought he was going to go off yes you know yeah, difficult but yeah definitely you would have been yeah. expecting a way bigger game from Madison for sure for sure yeah yeah no he was poor he was poor that leads us to our final game of the week which saw unnecessary roughness battled the Nina football team Tannehill, a returning A.J. Brown, Higgins, and a shutout by the Dolphins' D had unnecessary roughness humming through Sunday night. In response, Nina football team had monster games from Julio Jones and rookie Justin Jefferson as they tried to keep pace. But much like the awful Hingle McCringleberry celebration from Aaron Rodgers, it all went downhill fast for the football team. Six players failed to reach 10 points, including a one-point stinker from Zach Moss and just 3.8 points from the usually reliable Rodgers. Despite a good effort from the Cardinals' D and fumbleitis suffered by Zeke, unnecessary roughness eased to the W in a good one. Both teams end the week on the playoff bubble at 3-3. Three and three. What do you think? Uh, yeah, interesting game here. Um... Definitely, uh, the story was with Aaron Rodgers being absolute complete trash. Um, interesting factoid about Aaron Rodgers: 
in his career, when he falls behind at any point in any game, he has a losing record, losing more times than he wins. Now, quarterbacks, you would think of that would have winning records include uh, Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr, uh, Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, all have winning records in games where they fall behind. But then you got the likes of Mahomes, he's 75%. Like, um, the legacy of Brady even. All built on big comebacks yeah. in the clutch spot. clutch. In the clutch. Whereas in the clutch. When Rodgers threw that second pick A-A the other night, that was game over. It was over. The whole game was over. Yeah. 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 He is. But he... he He's like he's like a sunken child, you know. Once things are going wrong for him like that, he just, you know, the head is down, you know. Yeah, the head's he's, down. Uh, the eyes are up. He's not. He's not a leader. You see, t- you see. Last yeah. week when the um, Bears bet the box about them Bears, and Brady's on the sideline screaming at guys, roaring at them. You don't see that from Rodgers. You see him standing around no, on his own, sitting on the bench, yeah. sulking, throwing his eyes up to heaven. I mean, it's nonsense. He's not a leader. He's overrated. And they got really found out the other day. That's the first time they've been they've played a team who's really punched him in the mouth and they got pushed around the whole game. They just, they just can't play in the warm weather, on. No. Can't play in the warm weather. Can't play in the warm weather and they need to get new... Um, celebrations. That was horrendous. From <laughs> Disgusted. That was horrific. Disgusting. He didn't even do it well. I mean, that's the thing. And and it wasn't even a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got battered for it as well. He celebrate. He celebrated falling over before the goal line. <laughs> nice one. Nice one, Aaron. Alrighty, the sleeper weekly report has the best manager. With a perfect possible lineup, being Boo Earns of the Cleveland Steamers. See that? Managerial skills at its finest. But you lost. Yeah, but the roster's let me down. Worst manager. The worst manager was Dakless to the future. With 78% of a perfect possible lineup. And he won! I don't I don't feel the respect there. <laughs> Ooh. He could have beaten you by 74 points. <laughs> but he didn't. Crazy. No, but he bet you by enough. But it just shows the biggest blowout. It shows how tight our league is when the biggest blowout is a twenty-two point win. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Narrowest victory. We talked about easy company one oh one over the batshit draft merchants. Highest scorer, Dakless to the future, one seventy seven point three six. Lowest scorer, remember the tight ends, hundred twenty nine point nine two. Overachiever Dakins to the future. Below expectations, remember the tight ends. QB of the week, Deshaun Watson. RB of the week and player of the week, Derek Henry just behind him. Wide receiver of the week, Justin Jefferson. Tight end of the week, George Kittle and defensive. Uh, team of the week is Pittsburgh Steelers. Bench warmers included Carson Wentz, Kenyon Drake, Will Fuller, Darren Fells and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 30 points. We look forward to week seven. A three and three matchup sees unnecessary roughness take on the batshit draft merchants. Right now, there is 
less than 0.6 of a point between them. Just on the on, on what, what it's set up for. That one is going to be close. Yep. We got 3-3 three and three Nina football team taking on Easy Company 101. Cleveland Steamers 4-2 and two, take on the 2-4 and four, Shake and Bake. Another 4 and 2 v 2 and 4 matchup is Dakless to the Future. Take on remember the tight ends. And the unhappy Galladays, 1 and 5, looking to get the streak alive as they take on Sundays for the Boys at 4 and 2. Some tasty matchups as always uh, in week 7 on. Yeah, and um, as we were saying there, it's one decision could lose you your week. Our, our league is so tight at the moment. Games are so tight. Um, so, like, every decision you make matters. That's it. It's going to be... Absolutely uh, does. And, uh, and yeah, as suggested by uh, some of our fans, we're going to uh, maybe hone in on some of those mistakes and uh, really highlight them for, for the listeners out there. Yeah, we'll be coming at you thick and fast. That's it. That's it. Explaining why well, you suck. Well, as we suck. look on to week seven. <laughs> okay. As we look to week seven, we're at the midway point already of the fantasy football season, sadly. There are questions that need answering as we head to week seven. Will trade negotiations between unnecessary roughness and a batch of trade merchants help to swing their upcoming battle this weekend to one side or another? Will the unhappy Galladay's pickup of Antonio Brown matter in a couple of weeks' time? Will Sundays are for the boys ride their luck and recent trade acquisitions to keep the unhappy Galladay's down? Will the Cleveland Steamers be able to find someone to start a tight end through an unfortunate bye week? Will... Dakless in the future be able to survive with only one starting QB left on his entire roster. Will Aaron Rodgers not act like such a douche and allow the Nina football team to be able to hip thrust with joy this week? Will Shake and Bake be able to keep it in his own pants as crushes Josh Jacobs and DK, DK Metcalf return? Will a returning Lev Bell help Easy Company one-on-one continue their playoff march? And will Remember the Tight Ends be able to break a two-game losing streak on the back of such stalwarts as Richard Rogers and Sam Darnold? Or will the W he sees just be a ghost as he and Darnold head into Halloween season? What do you think, Owen? <laughs> oh, there's some good ones in there. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will ever stop being a douche. <laughs> that spells trouble for needing a football team, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but they had a decent matchup this week. You'd expect them to somehow bounce back. I just thought it was hilarious. Then they both come out after him and LaFleur come out after him and be like, oh, we had a bad week of practice. And it's like, so? <laughs> One bad week of practice you're They were tending up. But they were ten nil up and they were cruising. Yeah. Two. That pick, the first pick six killed them, and the second pick six buried them. Two. You know, bad interceptions. I actually only realized when that game was over how many points Tampa Bay scored. I, I wasn't really keeping track of that game, 
And uh, I couldn't believe it was such a blowout because I was thinking the Packers were in such charge of that game up until that first interception. It was crazy. Yeah, crazy. 38 unanswered points. But they just got pushed around all over the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it happens in the warm weather. Yeah. Well, they come to California in a couple of weeks. We're going to punch them in the mouth as well. Woohoo! <laughs> they can come to the cold and have us punch them in the mouth too. How about them bears? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thanks very much as always for uh, for downloading and listening. We uh, we're this is our seventh podcast. We have already got into triple digits of uh, of downloads and listens. Thank you very much. Please remember to rate and review uh, the podcast on your podcast uh, source of choice. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, and I always look forward to your responses. Yeah, keep them coming. Uh, all any and all feedback, uh, positive, negative, constructive, all uh, taken into consideration and very helpful. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Look forward. Uh, just one last thing before we go. One vital piece of information you should know: the clocks in Ireland go back an hour on Saturday night. They do not go back in the United States. So Sunday's kickoff starts at a delicious. Five o'clock in the evening for the early games. Uh, so make sure you have your roster set for five on Sunday. Uh, we're recording Thursday. Tonight's game is uh, Eagles and Giants. Uh, two trash teams in a trash division. Uh, should be fun. Could be a slight little shootout. Two trash defenses. You just never know. You never know. Danny Dimes could be uh, in a shootout with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Also, all the uh, Carson Wentz hate is completely unnecessary. He's great. Absolutely. I saw. I actually saw a video of uh, a clip uh, from the match the other night where he was being attacked and kind of running for his life and after his lineman pushed a guy on the ground he stopped to fix his gloves while Carson was <laughs> running around for his life behind him. <laughs> Uh, if I find it I'll put it up on the groove it's very funny oh, yeah he just pushes a guy on the ground then fixes his gloves while the play is still going it's crazy that's what you're dealing with alright guys that'll do it for this week yeah thanks very much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you next week enjoy goodbye <laughs>